What's up, guys? This is Jason from That's a Rap Podcast. And I know you can feel in the air. It's that time of year again, the most anticipated time of the year for all us Raptor fans. It's the playoffs. We face the Orlando Magic for our first round opponent. And I hope you all listen to our latest episode of That's a Rap, where we break down a series against the Magic, some predictions, and have some Raptor playoff trivia fun. I wanted to give you guys an update on That's a Rap. Dre, Jay, and I are having a blast giving you guys a weekly pod on the Raps. But in lieu of the playoffs, that's a wrap is going to give you even more contact with post-game pause for every game. Jay's going to hit you with the numbers, I'm going to give you what worked throughout the game, and Dre's going to finish you off with what needs improvement. So here we go, fans. Let the 2019 NBA playoffs begin. Six turnover by Toronto Siakam. Green to Pascal. Throws it down the vicious hammer. The best chase down artist in the game. But not that time. Leonard, you bet! Tie game again! What a big shot by Kawhi. Leonard with swagger in his gate. Trying to untie it. He does! Steve Clifford going to let them play it out. Five to shoot. Augustine, three to shoot. He'll take! You bet! DJ Augustine, a cold-blooded tray! There it is, the Orlando Magic steal game one, stunning the Raptors, 104-101. What's up guys, this is That's a Wrap, I am Jason with my co-host Jay and Dre and I'm sure you guys have already heard the introduction. We are going to do something new, something extra for you guys. More content, more raps talk because, you know, we the North. But what a way to start this uh, first round. I mean, it's kind of, is it really surprising that we lost game one? Is it? But regardless, we're going to break it down for you guys. Uh, Jay's going to give you the numbers like he always does. I'm going to hopefully give you some positive vibes, some background about this game, what, what we did well, um, and what we could do moving forward. And then Dre's going to finish it off with what could be improved. So let's start this real quick. Jay, give me some story. Give me the numbers, man. Well, I mean, the, during the first half, okay, so let's take a look at uh, the overall picture here. The Raptors didn't shoot uh, as well as they have in the past couple of weeks. Um, as we've mentioned on this pod numerous times, um, ever since the Raptors got Marc Gasol, uh, they've gone off. Uh, passing has been amazing, um, and the threes have finally started to fall. And it's been like this for a good six weeks. Um, and that just wasn't the case, especially in the first half when the Raptors started something along the lines of like four of 18. And the, you could try to chalk it up and say that it's, um, you know, the the old playoff demons coming out. But if you looked at the quality of those shots, they were very open. Um, the same things that we've been doing for the last several weeks with a lot of passing, finding the open man, and the threes just weren't falling. And it wasn't just uh, Kyle Lowry, who I'm sure people will point to, but like Siaka missed um, all four of his three-point shots. Overall, uh, the Raptors shot 12 of 36, mm -hmm which is a fair bit below at 33%. That's a fair bit below of what we've been hitting since the all-star break, which is 41%. So, you know, all the, the Raptor haters are going to say that, you know, it's the old Raptors choking again, but we have to keep reminding ourselves that this is an entirely different team. And, um, you know, a lot is going to be made of this first game. Um, other numbers to throw out there. 
Um, guys, if you were to guess who had the largest or highest plus minus on each team, who would it be? Pick one for the Magic and one for the Raps. Who do you think had the highest plus minus? Uh, um, Raps, Yakum and DJ Augustine okay. for Orlando. I'm going to guess DJ Augustine. I'm not going to guess Yakum, actually. I'm going to guess Van Vliet. All right, you're both wrong. <laughs> Figured. Figured, yeah. Biggest Figured plus such. minus. Biggest plus minus from the Magic. Former Raptor, Terrence Ross at plus really? 13. Ah. Wow. Here's a bigger shock. Biggest plus minus. The only starter who was a plus, plus 11, Kyle Lowry. No huh. way. Interesting, interesting. So... A lot of people will point to the fact that Lowry was 0 for 7 from the field, 0 for 6 from 3, 0 for 2 from the line. Zero points, but he was the biggest plus minus. So take that for what you want to take it for. Um, other numbers to throw out there, um, Siakam by far played the most minutes at 42. Um, he was subbed out. Um, he, was one of the, he was actually one of the last starters to sub out in the first quarter. Uh, came in fairly quickly. I think he only sat for about two minutes and came back in. So um, Nurse really wanted his energy out there. And he was one of the big question marks coming into this game and coming into the series is how is he going to perform against Jonathan Isaac and at sometimes Aaron Gordon? Uh, he came to play and he played really well. Uh, mm -hmm. 24 points, nine boards, a steal, two blocks. So he was, uh, you know, those, those threes didn't fall for him, but um, everything else seemed to work pretty well for him uh moving over to the magic in terms of some numbers that jumped out um and I, this should probably come as as no surprise but uh their their bench outscored our bench but that really isn't a big issue here uh, again terrence ross was the big biggest plus on from from their end raptors did a good job of shutting down uh, vucevic who yep. the who we were very worried about going into this uh series uh, i think even i said that He's probably the biggest offensive threat that they've got on their team. Shutting him down to three of 14 shooting. Um, and he, you know, wasn't highly effective on, on either end of the floor. Um, but who was very effective. And you've already mentioned his name. Is former and current and always Raptor killer DJ Augustine. Mm. 25 points. Four of five from three. He just, he looked really spry he was getting around those curls really easily getting to the rim mm -hmm. hitting a couple of hotly contested threes ex except for that last one um and he did this all in 30 minutes so um you know you got to give credit where it's due he hit him where and when he had to and uh here we are we're in an yeah. 0-1 hole um so I'll, I'll, i'm sure other numbers will come up as we go along but um those are the the numbers that jump out to me Dan. Thank you for those numbers. Uh, Jason, what do you have for uh, some positive takeaways from this game? Because uh, despite what it looks like, uh, I believe there actually are quite a few. So what do you got for us? There's a couple of, you know, some positive that, that came out of this game. Most importantly, the one-two punch of Kawhi and Siakam. I know that Nick Nurse already came out in his postgame saying that Kawhi should have played a little bit more, which I think we do agree with. But it honestly, the negativities are are 
sky high right now and i understand there's a frustration and we don't play well in the first round but the magic are no joke honestly that they they've been playing very well and what is the game plan that, that we talked about in the beginning it was trying to limit vucevic and like you said jay we did play really well against vucevic we allowed other players such as isaac and Ering and iwandu and dj augustine who aren't really known for their three points to shoot their three-pointers and you know what to their credit they made it so it's not like we didn't uh, execute our game plan it's all about a chess match and uh, who's going to adjust and where and i feel like we came out pretty well with spring in our step we came out in the first quarter Steve Clifford adjusted in the second quarter. We did the same in the third, and then they had a uncontested three in the, th- in the fourth. It's like it's all about who's moving what chess piece and when and at a certain time. And for us, I, I think the most glaring uh, point or I guess stat uh, for Raptors uh, fans is going to be how Lowry only had you know didn't have any points. He was he was zero four right. But if you look at his other stats, uh, I think he went seven rebounds, eight assists, or could have those two uh, uh, mixed up. But if you add those nine points that he normally gets in the playoffs, he's he's dabbling with a triple double. So I feel like he did do a good general job of you know um, being the general on the floor. Yes, he didn't make those shots, but I, he's been here before. He's going to come back to it. This is what we wanted from Kawhi. This is why we traded for him. He, the the stats aren't going. Everyone's going to remember that last three pointer that he airballed, right? But who got us back into that game in that last few minutes with that three pointer and with that jumper over Aaron? It was Kawhi Leonard. So Kawhi Leonard got us into that position. Yes, we could have got a, a more stops. Gasol had a wide open three to take that lead. He missed it. It was an in and out, but. This is why we got uh, Kawhi and Siakam. Mm. Siakam, I thought, was going to have the most trouble versus Isaac, but he showed up. Uh, he played a lot of minutes, but he adjusted. I think as a player, he's adjusted through the, throughout the game, and that's that experience alone is going to take him over the edge. So those are just a couple of positives that that I took out of it. I, I know, you know, Raptors Twitter is going crazy right now. Group chats are going crazy right now, but I mean... Is it because of the magic? The Orlando Magic haven't been good for ages. Is is that why? Because these the Orlando Magic is a good team. They they are a good team. I, I still feel like we can come out of this in five. Re, you know, history has shown we're not good in the first game. It's okay. Move on to the next one. Yeah, absolutely. And I think those are some valid points. I think uh, everybody's quick to point out playoff Lowry, but not many people right now are discussing playoff Kawhi. Which mm-hmm. uh, again, people are being way too hard on on Lowry. Think about the fact that he led the team in assists easily and covered up in rebounds, like very silent rebounds that nobody really made a fuss about, unfortunately. But um, as you pointed out, uh, Leonard was stellar the entire time, and so what if he airball at the end? I mean, look at where he was shooting from with the amount of time that he had. Like that wasn't him not being clutched. That you know, that's that's a miraculous play that. If that landed, that would have been whatever. As you said, it's just a chess game. There was one after the other. Yes, we were down by 16 at one point, but we made it back up, and we were leading by a little bit. It's going to be a pretty tight race, but Jay, do you have anything to take away that's positive? Yeah, I think the the one thing that, um, especially in the first half, you know, you, you hit down even two or three of those wide-open threes that we had. Um, 
this is a different ball game. Mm-hmm. This is a, a tie game at halftime. This is a, a team with a, a lead. You know, they, they expended quite a bit of energy, you know, when they were down 57 to 41 and in the blink of an eye, well, not really the blink of an eye because there was halftime in between. Next thing you know, the Raptors were up 63-59. That's an incredible run. And that is the run of a champion, a 22-2 to two run. That's that's just how you're supposed to do it. But the fact is they, they started so poorly, again, not hitting any of those open threes that, you know, you let a team like Orlando stick around. This is what's going to happen, right? And, um, you know, we 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 pointed out in, in, in our last couple of pods that, you know, Orlando is has been one of the top defensive teams and overall good teams since the since the All Star break, and they kind of showed that here. They um, they were were good in their half court sets. The Raptors played played them really well. They hit some tough shots in the first half, and it was vice versa. Where while the Raptors weren't hitting their open threes, uh, the Magic were making some really difficult uh, shots. Um, you know, I especially liked when um, you know Siakam looked like he was trying to assert himself in the first half. There's one play where um, they left him a little bit of space and he used that as a runway to a, a two-hand dunk. And it was like, it felt like he was like, he was releasing any kind of pent up, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, animosity or whatever. And it's like, this is me, I'm, I'm here now and, and I'm not gonna let you shut me down. And that was almost like a coming out for him. Um, but it, again, at the end of the day, it was just, there were too many um, missed open shots um again i was really i had really high hopes and i was re- it was really encouraging to see the the ball movement and the um you know shots that we were able to get in that first half i think that this is not going to happen over seven games or even just four games where the raptors will continue to miss shots at this at this um uh, at this rate um and again for from a, from the magic standpoint i mean the, the raptors did what they could to shout out shout out Vooch. Um, you know, Augustine just kind of played out of his mind. Um, overall, I think that this is one of those learning experiences that 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 these guys can can grow from. And um, you know, it, as it pertains to Lowry, I think uh, Lewenberg just tweeted out something to the effect of, you know, the the Lowry haters are gonna are going to come out now, but at the end of the day, people will remember what they choose to remember. And I'm getting a bunch of texts and messages from friends saying, oh, here comes here comes playoff Lowry. And I'm just going to brush them aside because that is, you're remembering a Lowry from two seasons ago and three seasons ago. You're not remembering Lowry from last year. Or if you are including last year, then you weren't paying attention last year. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm confident that we're, we're going to get, you know, that Lowry back. But again, this the, the benefit of, of him, if there was a benefit of him not scoring anything, is that we don't need him to be that second scorer. That's what we've needed him to be for the last five postseasons. Now we've got Siakam. Now we've got Gasol. Now I've got Green. So I'm not too concerned, even if he doesn't come back to playing lights out like he did like in the beginning of the season or it was like last month. I'm not too worried. I know he'll come back. He always does. And even if he doesn't, again, he is not, um, you know, from a scoring standpoint, we don't need him to be that uh, second score for us. Yeah. So before we finish this off, Dre, can you give us what we can improve on for game number two in Tuesday? Absolutely. So something I noticed, look, we were good at offensive rebounds when it, when the Magic weren't hitting their shots. And we were also really good at shutting down Fusevic. But there are a couple of things that we need to pick up on. First off, the Magic are exceptional at getting us to get way out further out than we deserve to be. 
uh, we were doing really well with points in the paint, and yet we were resorting to really, really garbage quick threes without any ball movement or anything. So first off, ball movement is, is okay. Remember that beautiful play from the for the Timberwolves game where there was like seven passers or something? And guess what? Open three did very well. Here, there were like a couple of times when we were doing so well in the paint and they just weren't stopping us that we were just arbitrarily sh shooting up threes when we were in the lead and everything. Guess what? That causes turnovers. So we got to stop doing that. Um, Van Vliet or Lowry, whoever's trying to do like a high floater pass to, to Gasol, guess what? Vucevic is taller. He's behind him. He's got the upper hand. How many times did we toss the ball over from doing that? We got to stop doing that because guess what? Vucevic is going to win every time. He's not a bad player. He's the biggest threat, actually. So those are two main things that I noticed that were pretty bad. Aside from that, it's just, you know, general things like maybe Nurse needs to call out some timeouts a little bit sooner because there was like a 15-0 run without a timeout. That's a little unacceptable. And of course, Lowry's just got to get it together. Even though he's stepping up in, in great ways, guess what? If he had one of those shots that he took, even two of those foul shots that, that he attempted, we might have even won. You know, so minor things like that, but mostly just bring it back to the paint because guess what? When we were going inside the lane and not trying to shoot threes arbitrarily, we were doing pretty well. Uh, anything else you guys have or... Like I said, once the once we do win game two or game three or hopefully game four and five and win this series, because I still feel like we will, the uh, the haters are gonna stay quiet. And right now, let's give it to them. Let the baby have their bottle, man. So until then, boys, that's a wrap.